Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Are the Buffalo Bills just over it when it comes to the preseason? We welcome in Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, the Shout Podcast as well. Ryan, sure looked like they were disengaged on Saturday night, did it not? They certainly did. I mean, a lot of uh, penalties, a lot of personnel issues coming out with only 10 players on the field. And then just kind of going through the motions as well. It wasn't a great uh, performance by them by any means. You don't want to make too many excuses, but they definitely seem like they're kind of past the preseason at this point. Yeah, there was some concern, or I guess when you're looking at the dropbacks for Josh Allen, the offensive line, specifically right tackle, Spencer Brown did not have a good night, had a couple penalties, uh, certainly. So your thoughts on the offensive line now, Ryan, that – well, <laughs> at right tackle, the swing tackle position, uh, the Bills are running out of some options here with uh, the injuries. Yeah, it's getting thin pretty fast. You know, you mentioned it. They, Brandon Shaw retires earlier in the week. They lose Tommy Doyle for the season, and now you're sitting there. You're looking at Deion Dawkins and Spencer Brown as your starters, and then it's kind of like, well, who's going to be those swing tackle options? And David Questenberry, by process of elimination, is likely going to take one of those spots. Uh, I'm not sure if their fourth tackle is on this roster right now. I think Ryan Vandemark uh, has done some really nice things at left tackle this summer. Uh, he was a liability, though, at right tackle in the first preseason game. So do they want a fourth option, that very young player that they can develop? I would think that that might appeal to them. But there might also be someone that gets cut here uh, in a few days or in the next week or so that might be more appealing in terms of starting reps, experience, et cetera. Reported signing for the Buffalo Bills at running back. Ryan, which camp would you be in here if Ty Johnson ends up officially being signed with the Buffalo Bills? Is he being brought in just to be the sacrificial lamb for week three of the preseason? Or is there more to this Damian Harris injury that might actually see some value in Johnson being on this roster? Yeah, I would lean to the latter more than the former. And, and I'm not sitting here saying that he's going. Ty Johnson's going to sneak onto this 53 but this isn't one of those players that you just pick up to throw into the preseason in the final week. He was someone that the Jets re-signed early in free agency, wanted to bring back uh, because he has a little bit of juice running the ball, averaged over five yards per carry last year. But he's more so a pass catcher out of the backfield, uh, has some special teams experience. He was a player that they wanted into their rotation. But what happened is he tore his peck away from the team facility for the Jets. They released him in late April. Uh, but he came back healthier than, you know, I think a lot of people thought in terms of the timeline. And the Bills probably are like uh, at least interested in what he can bring as a pass catching back, as a depth guy. I think the, it's an uphill climb to make this roster. But if he does enough in that final preseason game, 
they could probably try to stash him on their practice squad. And, you know, the way injuries happen in the NFL, he, he could be elevated as that player that can return kicks, play on special teams, and, you know, maybe have that Naheem Hines role as a pass catcher in the backfield. Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, our guest here in the sports bar. Ryan, I'm trying to imagine what it's going to be like uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday when we haven't had just like one cut, you know, like a thousand players just available. And I'm just wondering how Brandon Bean is going to attack this. I mean, the Bills are trying to fill spots right now, but that's because of injury. And I'm just wondering... All right, is there going to be somebody that's going to like go somewhere that we can bring in somebody that could actually learn this defense and play the middle linebacker? I mean, it's one thing for a running back to come in where it's more read and react, but I don't know the answer to that, Ryan, that somebody at middle linebacker could actually come in off the street and learn everything and relay all the plays uh, that Sean McDermott would like to the rest of his teammates. Yeah, I'm not sure if you could get someone off the street to come in and necessarily fill that role in week one, but it could be something that, uh, they could come in by week four or week five and, and maybe start contributing in, in that regard. Because you're right, uh, wearing that green dot on your helmet and being able to communicate with the rest of the defense and relay the plays and make sure everyone's lined up where they need to be, that's a lot of responsibility for someone that could just be uh, picked up off the street after roster cuts. But there are going to be some good players that are let go across this league, especially at linebacker. Uh, so I would not be surprised if the Bills went that route. I mean, Tyrell Dodson was the uh, favorite going into the second preseason game, but then you have him out there playing in the fourth quarter of a meaningless game. That kind of says a lot right there in itself. Balen Spector's kind of been taken out of the race altogether. It feels like the way that his reps have been managed. You don't know when Terrell Bernard's going to come back from this hamstring injury and Dorian Williams is as impressive as he's been this preseason. They still seem hesitant to kind of flip that switch and give him an opportunity. So you're, you might be looking at A.J. Klein for the first few weeks at linebacker, uh, something that I didn't think many of us anticipated after they resigned in the late free agency, but he might just kind of be that Band-Aid until this free agent or this player that gets cut somewhere across the league they might like could end up filling that role. Ryan, where did it blow up in their face? Because I can't for a second believe that their plan going into this season to replace Tremaine Edmonds was going to be A.J. Klein or Tyrell Dodson. Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I, I really feel like maybe the Bills thought that some of their parts, uh, having Milano, the other linebacker spot, having a better defensive line, uh, an improved secondary could kind of minimize the the importance of that middle linebacker role, but they've learned very quickly, if they didn't already know this, that Edmonds played a very uh, key role in the success of the defense over the past few years, so it, it's, it's a great question because you look at the draft, they had some options on day two that they could have addressed the middle linebacker position, they went away from that. They went with a linebacker around through, but not a true middle linebacker. You look in free agency, yes, they were very cap- uh, you know, they, they were against the cap, so to speak. But there were guys like Drew Tranquil who signed a one-year, $3 million deal elsewhere around the league. They could have found someone with veteran experience that wouldn't have broken the bank and could have come in and really given them a, a legitimate option. And the Bills went against that, too. So, yeah, I mean, this did blow up in their face pretty spectacularly, but it didn't seem like they had a plan whatsoever. Yeah, Ryan, are you at all surprised that I mean, I know they did this in the spring practices, but at, at training camp, the, the consideration that Dorian Williams, we're not even going to try this out at middle linebacker. It, it, it was bizarre because they drafted him. They said, oh, he's going to be an outside linebacker first and foremost. You get to the spring 
And then uh, we hear that he's going to be doing middle linebacker and outside linebacker. And I know in the spring you have limited options, limited guys, but that was at least something that the Bills Mafia, I think the media too, it perked up our ears saying, okay, maybe they are going to give this guy a shot. You get to training camp and it's, nope, he's back to outside linebacker. I'm not sure what the hesitation is on the part of the Bills. And I get it's a lot of responsibility for a rookie to come in here and wear the green dot and have that. But, I mean, that's what exactly what happened with Tremaine Edmonds years ago. When they drafted him, they had a hole at that spot. He was given the job. He excelled at it. There was a learning curve. And there would be a learning curve for Dorian Williams, too. But if this is their long-term plan and Dorian Williams is who they hope can be that middle linebacker option, I can't see the downside in not playing him early this year. If your other options are AJ Klein and Tyrell Dodson, maybe that out, maybe it's someone that, that that's not even on this roster yet will be the week one starter. But that's not a good plan to have either. Is in terms of hey, this guy that's going to be playing significant reps for us is even on our roster right now in, in late August. So I, I'm not sure what the Bills' thinking is on this, but the way Dorian Williams is played this preseason, the recognition skills, the agility, the angles he's taken. I'd like to at least see him on an accelerated fast track for that middle linebacker job. Ryan, you brought up angles, and it's just not a great look when you see Jordan Poyer take the angle that he took. And I get it, it's preseason. We don't want to overreact. But that's kind of been... Poyer, you know, first and foremost, has never really been a speed guy. And as he gets older, you just kind of see him get beat to the edge there. You have Dane Jackson, who can't shed a block. I mean, that long touchdown run from the the Steelers, that, that felt like the game... It got over early in Pittsburgh. Anything alarming there? Did the Steelers provide any sort of template for other teams to follow if they wanted to exploit the Bills' defense? No, I just think that was one play where everything that could have gone wrong for the Bills did. I mean, you could have played the Benny Hill music over that. I I think they had two defensive tackles tripping over each other, uh, and that play, I think it was Puna Ford and Tim Settle. They kind of got tangled up. You had Tyrell Dodson get engaged, and he couldn't break away from his defender. You had Jordan Poyer take a bad angle. Um, (laughs) There it is. Love it. Go ahead. Keep going. That should have been played over on the highlights, at least. (laughs) Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. So it was just one of those plays where it happens every season, preseason and regular season, where you you have a, a series of mistakes lead to a big play. Actually, there's another play. Like, here's Josh Allen looking downfield, and wait a second, I'm over the line of scrimmage. I'm going to roll back to my right. I'm looking downfield. Wait, another scramble. Oh, wait, it's preseason. I'm just going to sit down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's a few of those in that Pittsburgh game, and I, I think a lot of Bills fans are holding their breath when they saw him having to scramble and get away from one defender and then take on another defender before he eventually got sacked. Um, not not something you want to see with your $258 million QB. Ryan, we, we have one more week of preseason football, but through all of camp, through two weeks of the preseason, is there a guy that you have targeted as somebody who could potentially be a surprise cut uh, come cut down day next week? Yeah, you know, I don't know if I if any of these names are surprise cuts anymore. Matt and I were kind of going back and forth on it. The biggest name that we could think of, and I would be very surprised if it happened, would be Khalil Shakir. Uh, I still think that he ended the year on a high enough note where the Bills think that he can have some kind of role. But if you look at this, Trent Sherfield's come in and he's established himself as that uh, boundary wide receiver behind Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs. They gave decent money to Deontay Hardy to be that speed guy. So there, there's, uh, you know, 
four or five guys right there. They drafted Justin Shorter. Shorter could still end up on the practice squad. Andy Isabella comes in here, arguably has made more impact in the preseason, and that's a small, small sample size, though. Uh, they get him out there as a gunner, though, on special teams. They look like they're trying to find a path for him. So with all of those receivers, could a Shakir be a surprise cut or trade candidate? Yes, that's possible. Um, I, for a cut candidate, though, maybe a Dodson if they feel comfortable enough, if they were able to go with Klein and they feel like Bernard's ready. That would be another big surprise there. Uh, I just don't see a huge surprise player being cut per se, but maybe you could intrigue me on some names for a trade candidate in, in terms of people who have fallen off the depth chart a little bit and maybe aren't as high as once expected. Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, our guest. I didn't expect we would be talking about digs today, but before I ask you the question, let's just set this up for everybody. What, Gene, what are you talking about? This was Stephen A. Smith on his show earlier today. So you got Stephon Diggs, this brother all-world receiver, but clearly wasn't happy, walked out, didn't want to talk to nobody. They came into training camp. They had some friction. They had to get settled and all of this other stuff. Brother wants out, by the way. I'm just telling you what I know. I got my own sources. Brother wants out. He don't want to be in Buffalo anymore. He don't want to be. I'm telling you right now. I have my sources. Stephon Diggs got to be there, but he would prefer to be gone because he's lost a level of belief in the Buffalo, but that's right. I said it's Stephen A. Baby, I'm not. I'm telling you what I know. Okay, you they, they can don't deny. They can tell you what I have. My sources. I'm telling you what I know. All right, but he's not going to force his way out. He know he got to be there and they got to perform. But he ain't feeling the Buffalo Bills the way that he once did because he feels there's a window of opportunity that they may have missed out on. So Stephen A. Ryan says he have has his sources. Ryan, what do your sources say about that story? Yeah, listen, Stephen A. Smith at one time was a very legitimate NBA reporter, worked hard to get to where he is now. Uh, But with a lot of these national shows, you take everything they say with a grain of salt. This Bill's front office, this Bill's uh, regime is very tight-lipped. Very little gets out from this uh, regime whatsoever. And for Stephen A. Smith to think that he has sources that Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or uh, even the local guys like myself, uh, thinking that he has something that we don't, I think is kind of a uh, an eye roller to say the least. And obviously, Stefan Diggs comes out today and, and says there's nothing true to this whatsoever. I uh, doesn't want out. He said at, at training camp he still wants to retire as a part of the Bills. Now, listening to everything that Stephen A. Smith said, the only thing that I could say maybe there is a twinge of truth to, and I'm not saying Stefan Diggs believes this necessarily, but the part about like maybe the Bills' best chance of winning uh, has already passed. Every year is a new year in the NFL. As long as you're a franchise QB and wide receiver, it's available. But you go back and you look at that game against the Chiefs, the, the 13 seconds and everything else, the offense was unstoppable at that point in time. So, yeah, you could point to the Bills' offense maybe – riding at a different kind of level at that point in time. And maybe that was a great opportunity for them to win it all. But I still believe that in, in today's NFL, you always have a shot if you have a franchise QB. And not only do the Bills have a franchise QB, they also have a franchise wide receiver. Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, and the Shout Podcast joining us here in the Sports Bar. Ryan, last time I saw you, it was at Park Avenue during training camp, and you and Matt were just holding court with your buddies from Wing Nuts. What do you got lined up here for the Shout Podcast that we can look forward to here uh, as we get ready for week one of the regular season? 
Yeah, that was a great event at Dorado. 1,600 wings sold there that night. Uh, we are going to have our next live event, most likely the weekend of the home opener at their new location. Uh, we went live this morning with a new podcast. We'll have another one on Wednesday night. Definitely do one right after their last preseason game as well. So we are definitely keeping Bills fans covered with at least three shows a week right now. Yeah, and I saw you have like this tech service thing too. Tell everybody about that. Like, I mean, am I going to get texts from Ryan Talbot with breaking news? Is that how it works? Yeah. Bills Mafia, check out subtext. Get into this as soon as you can. Uh, Two week free trial if you want, if you want to check it out. And then after that, it's $3.99 a month. But what it is, is Matt and I will, will send out news to you before we post it on social media, practice observations, post game observations, and stuff in the locker room, you name it. Uh, and then what you can do is you can text back to us, and then we can have a one-on-one conversation. We're really enjoying it. We've already uh, had this thing over 300 uh, Bills Mafia members in it. So, you know, check out join subtext backslash, and I believe it's a shout. But I, if you go to our social media pages, you'll see the phone number. You'll see the link. I'll put something on my Twitter right after this spot's over. Appreciate it, Ryan. Great work engaging with the fans. Great work covering the team. We look forward to doing it again real soon. Hey, thank you. Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com. Overreaction Monday. The Buffalo Bills looking terrible <laughs> on Saturday. Well, I think it's only fitting. Like, put the Benny Hill music under. Like, you got to laugh. Yeah. At this point. Well, yeah, it, it is meaningless. It's a meaningless preseason. Not meaningless to the guys on the field that are trying to earn a roster spot, but in terms of the big picture, yeah, the, the guys that, that are mattering the most, well, they got off that field fairly quickly on uh, on Monday night. Luckily, you know, the only damage suffered was was Tommy Doyle. I hate it, though. I just hate, yeah. hate the story of Tommy Doyle. Man, and you knew right as soon as he was down, like he knew, like, oh, God, he's got to go through that whole process again of getting back, trying to get back in shape, just to to kind of have the dream of being on an NFL roster. We had him on the show right after yeah. he got drafted. Remember that? He's Ho- a Minnesota guy. Hockey player. Yeah. He Imagine that guy like, oh my gosh, I think, I, like, no, I don't think I want to be on the ice with you at the same time hitting yeah. me. Like, um, yeah, the, I, I'm curious as to what McDermott's going to do here for the Bears game. He's not, McDermott's not going to talk till Thursday. I know this is probably unpopular because the Bills, what, the first string didn't do anything? I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't play any of the no, starters. I don't, I'm, not, no. I'm not ready to see any of those guys. They're done. Yeah. They're good. Week one, get ready. Wrap them in bubble wrap. Send them to the Meadowlands. That's that's what I think for week three. I, don't, I, I think dress rehearsal for the Buffalo Bills was that quarter and a half you saw offensively and defensively in Pittsburgh. It's a little alarming to see all those penalties. We'll dive into that and more with Happy Hour coming up here in just a couple few. We've got some other news notes to get to from around the NFL next. Gino, let's serve up some appetizers here in the sports bar. Yeah, so the Bills right now, we don't know what their middle linebacker position is. There's another team right... Wait a second. Our middle linebacker just retired. Familiar name. Well, uh, in case you missed it from over the weekend, we got news on the Jets here, news on the Raiders as well. Some news uh, on the Buffalo Bills in terms of uh, some back end of the roster here today. All right, we'll get to that more next with NFL appetizers. Stay in the sports bar. Danger of Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 